0: Welcome to episode 7 of It's Not About The Gear. This is Steve and I'm recording this on the 15th of October 2016. Our intro this time is uh, recorded at our open mics session. That's myself with my daughter Tilly on the violin and a guy called Ian on the cajon. We only actually met Ian on the evening so we weren't totally pr- prepared and Tilly and I had a t- minimal rehearsal. She only learnt the part a few days before. We both like Green Day and thought it'd be a good one to do. Unfortunately, Tilly's gone off to university now, taking various instruments with her, so I won't be playing so much with her, but I think she's going to have a lot of fun there. Now, it's been a couple of months. I think it was August recorded the last show, but been busy, and then I don't know if you'll hear it, but I've got a bit of a cold come on. So I wasn't feeling up to doing this last week when I already wanted to do it. So what have I been up to? Well... Don't think I've been to any gigs lately, or well, not big gigs. I went to a one at the pub last night for a local guy called Sean Clark, he plays sort of folk and pop covers and some of his own material. He was saying to me that he's actually written about four hundred songs, which is pretty amazing. And he's gigging all over the place. Reckon he if he hadn't been ill recently he would be clocking up a hundred gigs this year, which is pretty impressive. But there's a lot of musicians trying to make a go of it and uh... not in the public eye but but they're making music and it is a struggle, I can see that, I mean he's... He, I don't think he was getting paid for that gig because it was part of a local music festival, I'm sure he preferred to get paid because he's got a cover of costs, he's got a PA system and transport and such it's not just about getting known there, you've got to get paid for something and however you can do that, I know people are trying all sorts of fundraising efforts it's crowdsourcing things to get their albums going or subscriptions so you can pay so much a month and get all the music a musician does there's a bass player called Steve Lawson who I know does that it's a tough life being a musician you have to struggle for your art and I don't have to do that because I've got a job but and I don't know if I could do it I mean it's You've really got to have the commitment and the belief in yourself that you can make a go of it. And to be honest, I, I make music for fun and that's what I've been doing lately. So I've been doing the weekly pub sessions and that's going well. We've had a few new people. There's a lady came down this week with a clarinet and recorder and other things. She had us playing some medieval dances, which was fun. And we've had a lady with, another lady with a violin Apart from that, it's mostly guitarists. So we did have a keyboard player last week, actually, who I hope's going to come back. He came down without anything, and I uh, said, I've got a keyboard, so I dashed over to my house across the road and got that for him so he could join in with us, and he was very good. So I hope he'll come again. And it's grown. And the last open mic, we had a couple of our guys who've been basically having lessons at the midweek sessions, and they did a couple of sets on their own, which they wouldn't have done... A couple of months ago and they've got the confidence to do that now and I did my usual couple of sets. I actually did a whole set of original songs this month for the first time because I've been writing songs which I'll be talking about a bit later. Another event run by the the same pub we go to which is the White Horse in Alsey, was a charity event about a month ago for a local boy who's got cancer and uh, trying to raise some money so the family can have a holiday away and so it was out in the the garden they set up a couple of stages on one of them there was the uh the rock and roll bandits come out of our sessions did some songs and then the intention was to have competitive busking with various of the musicians who play at the acoustic sessions scattered around the, the garden busking for for change to see who could make the most but unfortunately we weren't getting enough attention like that so they put us up on the stage in turn and passed the bucket around and the event itself raised a lot of money. Uh, I don't know how much of that was from our busking, but it was fun to be a part of and that's probably the biggest audience I've actually paid for with a, a PA system and a, you could actually hear it quite a way away. I mean I put my house uh, a couple hundred meters away you could hear it quite c- clearly so a lot of other people got to hear me whether they wanted to or not and that was fun and I'm finding it's the confidence isn't such an issue now. I can. I just get up there and do it and I think part of that is I've been making an effort to actually memorize songs rather than using sheets which a lot of the people at these sessions do I mean I always print off a chord and lyric sheet usually from a website possibly with a bit of editing if I find the chords aren't quite right and that's fair enough it's a a way to learn songs but it can become a bit of a, a crutch because if you're looking at that you're not looking at the audience and I think that's an important part of performing. So I've been trying to actually learn songs off by heart and some are easy, some have lots of chords with slight variations and those can be a bit harder but it's a matter of repetition really and it's nice to be able to just grab a guitar and play some songs for people if they ask. Doesn't happen too often but you never know. So I'm going to put a bit of a request out there for, for help with on the hardware front. I've mentioned before my little pedal board I've got, there's only a couple of things on it. One of the pedals that I've had for a while is a compressor. It's a Dodd fx and I actually got it, I had a reverb unit somebody had given me that I never used so I put it up online and ended up doing a swap for this compressor pedal that I thought would be useful but to be honest I haven't used it a lot and I'm sort of struggling To see how I could use it. So I'm interested to hear what people actually do with a compressor. Because it's a bit of a strange effect. In that it doesn't make an obvious change to your sound. It changes the dynamics. But not the actual tone. So notes can last longer. And you get more consistency of volume. So if you use a compressor. Do a little segment to talk about it. Or email me and I'll read it out. And we'll try and educate everyone on that. I know actually my friend Larry had exactly the same pedal, but I don't think he has it on his board anymore. He's probably got something else now. And the other topic I wanted to talk about was songwriting. Now this is something that I've only come to myself in the last two years, I think. I'm not sure exactly when I wrote my first song, but it's always seemed a bit of a mystical thing about coming up with words and chords and melodies so i just sort of dived into it really i mean i was inspired to write my first song by this site called sue that i have talked about which unfortunately has now shut down but there you go and it was a matter of the the words came into my head when i was out running i think the action of running you're sort of you've got the dum 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 of your feet on the the street and that gives you a rhythm at least and then it's natural to put words to it I mean, I don't listen to music when I'm running. I actually listen to podcasts, so it's almost all talking. And sometimes I actually zone that out when I get a lyric coming to my head. And then I have to try and remember it for when I get home. So either quickly record it or write it down. But uh, I've tended to come up with sort of a line and then develop it. And for the chords, I mean, I've gone for fairly simple things. I mean, one of my first few songs, I mean, they're basically 12 bars or variations of that those three chords in fact just about everything I've written has although I have ventured into the middle eight recently so trying to get some different chords into the middle of the song but for the words I mean it's a lot of songwriting is storytelling so I'll come up with a theme and try and expand on it and uh, there's a song that I'll put on the end of this which uh, sort of sums that up I mean it's not autobiographical but uh, I was listening to a podcast Actually, I think it's the, uh, what's it called? It's one of the uh, US public radio ones about music. And they were talking to the singer from the band Grandaddy. And apparently their latest album is sort of a concept of somebody living in a a shop or some big shop somewhere. And I happened to be driving home past Ikea in London. And the line came to me, I want to live in Ikea. And I took that and ran with it and tried to get some ideas of things that were in the shop and what you could do there and made a song out of it and uh, it's actually gone down very well that one. I've had people singing along at the open mic because I tend to put my songs up on YouTube just... So they're recorded in some ways, and if anyone wants to listen, and I've, I've had a few nice comments about them, as a friend of ours, who can be quite cynical at times, has actually said nice things about my songs. I mean, maybe I'd need to have a proper chat with him sometime, but uh, maybe he just appreciates that I'm giving it a go. And I'm not young, a young guy. I mean, it's not going to be like Sean and write 400 songs. I mean, he's probably only about in his 20s or something, but uh, my ambition is to try and write an album's worth. So I've got about three or four at the moment. Some of them need a bit of work. I mean, this IKEA song that you'll hear is maybe it needs another verse. mean, it's only like a minute and a half long. But how long does the song have to be? I mean, a lot of Beatles songs, the early things were only a couple of minutes. Another one I wrote was, I've called it, I Can't Write a Love Song, because I don't know if I can write a love song. It's it's a particular type of thing. I mean, if you, I could probably make something up, but would I I feel it? I'm not the most romantic of people but I think a lot of songs that you hear it's it's more about the sound than the actual words and notice a lot of pop songs they just repeat the same thing over and over and the lyrics maybe aren't that important it's just something for people to hook on to and sing along with and if they keep it simple then that's extra easy to do I mean I like lo- I like this sort of storytelling aspect of it I've not really written poetry before I mean I've written a couple of poems in my time when I've been suitably inspired but it's not something I've really aspired to and I have to admit that when I listen to a lot of music I don't necessarily listen to all the words I mean it varies and I listen to music when I'm working and then it's just background but I will sometimes sit and listen to music and analyze it a bit more but I think everyone has their own tastes in what they listen to and how they listen if it's just something to dance to then probably the words don't matter quite so much but it's all it's all a part of it I mean you can't say it doesn't matter at all because music is what it is and especially instrumental music it can mean anything you want and whether the the original artists will have some concept and they'll come up with some title for it and everyone will be thinking why did they call it that what but it means something to them and I want to make music that means something to me even if it's not serious but I I take inspiration from various places and when there's bands like Eels I like he does quirky little songs I like things that Jonathan Coulton does which tend to be generally comedy things and I've played some of his songs but there's lots of people who make story and comedy songs uh, Loudon Wainwright um, various comedians have done stuff Bill Bailey is a British comedian who makes music I mean he's fearsomely talented he can play just about any sort of instrument keyboards and stringed I don't know if he's a wind instrument player I bet he could if he wanted to and he writes quirky little songs, and someone else who's inspired me, and may even get to hear this, is uh, P.T. Hilton from the Six String Bliss podcast, who I know has written a lot of songs, and he had a band going who were doing songs about superheroes at one time, and you can write about anything, and his songwriting style, and also the way he records, he influenced me to Play around with double tracking vocals when i was doing some tracks for the six string bliss albums and as i say inspiration come anywhere some of the people i've been playing with at the pub inspire me there's a couple of girls down there and one of them's writing her own songs still only 17 but i think she could go far i mean she's very talented and got a beautiful voice and with her friend they work really well together they've really been entertaining people at our open mic sessions and they really love it so i think that's going to be about it for this time I don't have a lot else to say. I'm, I'm hoping people submit some audio segments that I can put in the show or any emails you want to send in to me, I can read out. So I'll leave you with a track for me and then stay tuned for another extra track at the end. And I'll leave it with you there and hope to hear from some of you soon. And keep playing guitar and rock on and bliss on and all that. Have fun.
1: Bye. Now we all dream of the perfect house The kind's designed to look nice But it's not like that in the real world But it becomes a big mess in a trice Wanna live in IKEA? Where the books are in Swedish and the TVs don't work And there's millions of lights and a table called beer Wanna live in IKEA? I sleep in a different bed each night Till I find a mattress that's right And I'd eat my dinner in a different chair Under a different light Wanna live in Ikea, where a game of hide and seek can last for a week. There's a restaurant for food and the food to for a week. Wanna live in Ikea. And when the zombie apocalypse comes down and riots break out all over town, I'm going to lock myself in the Iskia store with enough tea lights to bust a third world door. Wanna live in Ikea thousands of pencils to write up my thoughts and a plethora of coffee, tables of box and more balls than you can consume, and a stack of cushions that'll reach the moon. Want to live in Ikea? Want to live in Ikea? Want to live in Ikea? Want to live in Ikea?
0: Got a bit of a bonus track for you here. This is Steve O'Grady and Barbara Fleet who are uh, participants in our acoustic sessions and open mics. Steve is a experienced performer. He's been with the band for quite a while and uh, I need to talk to him sometime, find out more about his guitar history. Barbara runs several qu- choirs around here. She's also a pretty good guitarist. We were actually chatting and discovered that we went to the same classical guitar teacher in our teens, which is many years ago. She went on to, I think, do all the the grades up to grade eight and went on to study music. So, but together they found that they can make some great music and they've been recording some duos. This is their version of a song by the Civil Wars called Barton Hollow. (laughs)
1: So